That Don't Sound Right is a podcast about talking, talking the way we did before the internet, when you could not prove anyone right or wrong. All the expertise was contained in the people involved with the conversation. I'm Peter. I'm Cecil. And I hope you enjoy our conversations. And as you listen, if you find yourself silently saying, that don't sound right, send us a comment. You're one of us. You have, you have, if you can ride a bull, an angry bull, with just a rope, you've got so much better chance of breaking that horse. I was fully... Welcome back to another episode of That Don't Sound Right, a podcast about talking. It's not about bad grammar. It's about talking. We're your co-hosts. I'm Peter Bielen. I'm Cecil Davis. And we're just trying to have a conversation, preferably with good English, without using Google or fact-checking. Those things so often kill the conversation. And just to bring up a past conversation, I would like to say at the top of the episode that I warned you on air that my tent was not waterproof. Yeah, so if y'all were listening uh, to the episode where we talked about... Uh, going light. Going light. light packing up. light. Lighten, I do have yeah. some... I have to have some follow-up to the packing light. Because you took my tent because yes. it was lighter. It was lighter. As I said, it's not encumbered by all that waterproofing weight. It was not <laughs> encumbered by waterproofing. And I would have rather had two and a half pounds more of fabric and waterproofing than that particular tent. It leaked like crazy, Cecil. You sent me a picture of standing water in it. And I also sent a picture that I'm better off lifting the tent <laughs> up and sleeping underneath the tent on the muddy ground. I will post that picture. <laughs> the best use of my tent... <laughs> is not in the is tent. It's not in the tent. <laughs> but under the tent. And I almost, I almost slept at home the next I, night. Um, I think... Now, so my daughter took it out west this spring. Sophie took it out west. Did of course, it, it was dry. No, okay. I mean it was during the drought. I mean it was when you know okay. it was 120 degrees out yeah, there in the right. rain. Um, now it kept the dust out more or less, which was uh, it was good protective for dust. I slept in it this year, uh, and also got got rained on because the fly blew off during the rainstorm. So for the for the people need to understand on this tent, mm-hmm. most rain flies come down to the almost to the ground to keep yes. the entire tent fabric protected. This thing is like a skull cap. <laughs> <laughs> it only covers the vent. It only covers the vent. So when you open the door, guess what comes in? The rain. The door is, uh, I didn't realize how badly designed the door was until you mentioned it. But the door is badly designed. But I appreciate you carrying the, yeah. uh, let me borrow the tent. I'm not faulting you for that. I think you're welcome anytime. And that, that was the last time. I will buy. I'm going to. In fact, see. So I would encourage you just to go buy yourself a new tent. So after your trip, um, and I've spent some. I've spent some wet nights in that tent. Yeah. After uh, after your trip, I think I may send that tent off on its way. Yeah. In some type of ceremony. All right. Well, it's in my basement. Uh, I need to get that back. Yeah, from I'll you get then. it back from you. <laughs> I think I have a garbage bag I can stick it in to further the the trip of the tent. Maybe I'll set it on fire on a raft and just like sit it out into a river or something. So like interesting. Ancient Viking. So we you know we talked about lightweight light waiting. So the yeah. the married couple that I was with. Uh, they, their backpack, mm. so my backpack with water weighed 38 pounds, which That's I, not bad. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I would carry that. Her backpack was 14. 
His backpack was 18. There you go. Now, I don't, I'm still trying to figure out what they didn't bring, mm. but I'm pretty sure they didn't eat as good as I did. But I also realized that I measured some of the weight of the things that I had left over. Yeah. I had three and a half pounds of extra food. So my, I had too much food. I don't know what your theory is on how much food to carry, uh, but I tend to carry too much. I tend to carry. Well, I, I've carried too much food. I've also carried too little food. That's okay. a fine line. All right. So my brother actually related this to me. He trained with some uh, like SEALs or Marines or something one time, and they were getting ready to go on some kind of 50-mile hike, and they went through his pack for him and were just throwing out all kinds of stuff. I love it. Because they said um, ounces, ounces make pounds, and pounds make pain. <laughs> I think was the same. He may correct me on that, but ounces, because they were throwing out little stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was ounces make pounds Pounds, and pounds pounds make make pain. So So one trick is you take a chapstick container. Mm -hmm. Take the chapstick out. Why? Because you're going to jam in your deodorant in there. And you're going to use that for deodorant. Huh. You have a little deodorant stick. They uh, threw out his chapstick. Well, that's 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 understandable. Yeah. But that's so. And the other trick was to get an eyedropper mm-hmm. that you would you know drop a saline solution yeah. in your yeah. eyes, empty it out, uh-huh. and put dish soap in it. Oh, there you go. So you have a very small. You don't need that right. much dish soap. No, no, you don't need Do it. I really need a whole thing? Do I need eight ounces of Dawn? I don't carry I don't deodorant. Need. You carry deodorant. I do. Oh, I do. Yeah. It's for the sake of the people around. People me. around you. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I thought that I thought that was interesting. The. Um, well, I, uh, I'm glad you got that tent has been with me since I was 14 years old. Well, and I, I did. I really much wanted much older than that. I really wanted to take care of it because it did seem like a family heirloom. <laughs> it may be time to. I wrote Coleman and told him about that tent and how many trips it had been on, and they wrote me back a very nice letter that said, "That's nice. That's Dang. nice. That's <laughs> by, right. By, you should have bought another tent by <laughs> <Cheap> now. Skate." <laughs> So our topic tonight, um, after all this banter about tents, is uh, about rodeos. Specifically, we'll get to the specific. All right, okay. Because so there's something I'm, that we'll don't start, sound yeah. something that don't sound right yeah. about rodeos. We'll start slow. Have yeah. You, so have you? We have you been to a rodeo? You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember if I've been to a rodeo, and I don't think I have. I might have seen like maybe an event or two at the fair. But okay. not a, not the full ups long all the events rodeo. Right. No, maybe I, and maybe I've watched it on TV because I was intrigued. So uh, or bored. I, right. So I've been to to rodeo, and I've been to a rodeo I know, and I've been to bull riders only, which is only the bull riding point portion of the rodeo. Okay, which is what we're gonna get to in just a minute. But I think the origins of rodeo, which I don't know for sure, but I can imagine in the fall of the year maybe. People coming together to celebrate the harvest okay. in, in the out west, let's say. Right. And then people get competitive, and they were having maybe horseshoes, mm-hmm. maybe some foot races, uh, flower sack races, and then maybe some horse races, yeah. a roping contest. Right. And it was all just contests built around skills that you had out on the farm. Sure. When you outside? I, I mean, that seems perfectly reasonable. You didn't have... You didn't have the fair rides at the time. Right. So you needed some entertainment. You needed some entertainment. So you would watch these contests. And so then they get a little more formalized, let's say, over the years. You gotta have rules. You gotta have rules. And then you have uh, and so then you you know, then you have a time where you come together and you have a very formal competition, but it's still skilled space, like roping a calf or roping a goat 
or breaking a Bronco. All what of these, is, all of these. What is breaking a Bronco? So that's where you have, I'm assuming, a horse. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is this Carrie <laughs> Suburbs Cecil, or is this? I did not grow up on a ranch. Or is this yeah. Cecil Ruiz was on a ranch? No, no, Cecil. no. I did not grow up on a ranch. Okay. But I'm assuming that you have a horse has to be broken in order to, to make uh, the horse usable on the farm. So he's not so you bucking you all the time. So you can ride it. Right. So you get, a, you get this horse used to having a human on its back. So I think there's two ways to do it. There's the horse whisperer way where you very gently train the horse to take a rider. And then there's the bunky bronco way where you just put somebody on it and they stay on the horse until the horse quits bucking. Now, I guess the the, the problem with that that is that if the horse bucks the person off, the horse finally learns that it can win. <laughs> That's where you have an unrideable horse, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I mean, I, right. I, maybe there's – I'm surely there's some horses that can't be broken. But you think bucking the bucking bronco is a skill in order to break the horse into a rideable horse? Yes, I'm assuming. Okay. So all, I'm just saying I'm, I would think that most rodeos, all the things that they do have uh, some type of origin in a, in a skill. Right. Except for one particular thing. What's that? Which we will get to in just a minute. So let me let me just interject a commercial here for us, and this is uh, wonderfully made designs. Just want to promote them. Um, is a small business specializing in custom made T-shirts and decals. Contact Casey on Facebook at Wonderfully Made Designs one three nine point one four. Use your code TSR ten for ten percent off your first order. And Peter, you got something that may be coming right here in this part of the show. Yes, yeah, so if you're listening to this, this is the day of the Ardmore Ra. And so what we wanted to do is we recorded a live segment of the show at the Ra. So we wanted to have you, if you couldn't make it to the Ra, this was some of the things that happened. Part of that, uh, I just wanted to say welcome, welcome to Redeemer and to our property. It was really a joy for us to get to host this every year. Uh, and we get to see such a wonderful day for our city. Okay. And raise money and do all these things. I just wanted to say welcome to being here. Thank you for participating. We hope to see you. If you didn't get there this year, be sure to come next year to the Raw. And uh, congratulations once again to the winner of the grill, Kessler Hill. Okay, so here's my point about the radio that don't sound right. Mm-hmm. So, so far we've drawn lines between, between what you do on a farm and uh, the radio. But there's one thing, the bull riding portion, what in the world does it have to do with anything on a ranch The bull riding is, is the part that don't sound right. That right. You're basically saying someone came up with the idea, let's make a bull mad. Yes, so you make the bull mad by... Well, you, there's several ways of making the bull mad. But this particular way that we see is that you take a rubber band and you put it on a very sensitive area of the bull. The bull is either uncomfortable, in pain, or angry, yes. or all of the above. Right. And it wants to shake, shake anything off. Right. And so you put a rider on it. Yes. And you say, hop on the bull. In front. Here's the other thing. Uh, see if you can stay on for eight seconds. With just holding one hand one on hand. the rope. That's right. And that's it. No, yeah, it's not a saddle. So I'm saying that that has I don't I can't imagine what what's that, the value. What's the value in breaking a in, in riding a bull? Because you're not gonna you're not gonna I mean you wouldn't torture the bull under normal circumstances, like if you want to use them for plowing or whatever. And I can't and you're not trying to break the bull for to make it plow. 
I wouldn't think. <clears throat> Do you well, have a theory on this? Well, I got a couple theories. I got a couple theories. <coughs> uh, maybe you have a, a, a an ornery bull and you've just got to tire it out by riding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, you get it, you get it all worked up, and you get on it, and you just make it work hard, and you make it work hard by trying to throw you off. And then what happens? And then it's nice and tired. Then you can hook it up to your plow. So you got to do this before you hook it up once or every time? Seems like, well, it seems like it depends on, on the bull. So that's one theory. Okay. So another theory. I'll allow it. An- another theory is that it's practice huh? for the cowboy. Practice for what? For the bucking bronco. Riding the bull? Ride the bull. If you ride a bull, because you, you ride don't the want the bronco to buck you off. Right. Because if the bronco bucks you off, it's the winner. And you never want the, the, the horse to win. Because once that horse figures out it can beat you, it, it's going to be untrainable. So you have to have your cowboys and cowgirls mm-hmm. at tip-top skill. And the only way to get them to practice is on a bull. Because you can get thrown off the bull. Who cares? Right. Right? If you get thrown off the bull, the bulls, yeah, sure, the bull wins. Okay? So you have, you have, if you can ride a bull, an angry bull, with just a rope... You've got so much better chance of breaking that horse. I was fully ready to dismiss this theory, but I think you've actually won me over to this. You're right. Say the bull doesn't care how many times you buck. Well, but if that, okay. I got to think about this for a minute it's a, to, to make it kind of sink in. Because I, don't, I would love for somebody to write in and tell us what the reason is. So you're. That's my reason. It is a skill. It is a farm skill. It's the de- it's the develop the cowboy or cowgirl uh, to be able to stay on a horse in all conditions so they can break that horse. Because so I'm, I'm telling you, bull. I mean, t- think about a dog. Once uh, the dog has something over you, mm-hmm. you'll never get over that dog. Well, I know the dog I, will train you. The I, dog I, has trained you to pick I, up its poop. I have to admit <laughs> that there's a lot of logic to what you're saying. <laughs> now, if you can ride a bull, then surely you can stay on a horse. I think so. And the horse is saddled, right? They should be saddled, yeah. When you break it? So you got a much better chance of staying on the horse because you've got three points, four points of contact for that matter. But if you can stay on a bull, you can stay on a horse. That's my argument. And so then that became a skill. Yeah. And then we moved into the bull riding portion of the rodeo. Sure, sure. Okay. you got plenty of bulls laying around. Right. They're all over the place. Get that guy. I, He's actually ornery. Put him on there. Y'all practice. Here's what I think. Yeah. And what I've always thought, or not what I've always thought, but when we were thinking about this is that at the Harvest Festival, somebody drank too much and finally said, hey, I bet you can't go ride that bull. <laughs> I bet you that happens. All I bet you that still happens. Right. But it happens to the unprofessionals. So The non-professionals, the rookies. Would you ride a bull? Oh, No. Not my age. I, I mean, just I, yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know if I get on a mechanical bull. Would you get on a mechanical bull? I was tempted at the fair. They had one at the fair this year. Yeah, you went to the fair. I did, but you didn't ride any of the rides. No, not this year. But you'd ride that bull. I did try the ladder, the swinging ladder. Uh, oh yeah, so you could. I almost got up. I almost did it. Yeah, yeah, because you're eight foot five. I know. That's, yeah, you, got, yeah. you, got, you know, you have a ten foot reach. Yeah. You, don't, like, you don't have to do three three rungs, and you're already there. He realized he was in trouble when I got on there, uh, but yeah. it's, it's still flipping. You still got you. Um, I thought about riding it at the fair. But okay. Now you know, there's a bar here in town that yeah. has a mechanical bowl. I heard that. I have not been, but I, I've seen a video of I, uh, one of our friends. Yes. 
and maybe, she, she wrote it. Maybe she'll let us post the picture. Uh, I do have the video. The I, like if we're riding a real bull, I just wouldn't want to get stepped on. I don't mind getting thrown off. Yeah, but a lot of times those guys get stepped on. Yeah, and oh they, yeah, and well, they maybe. wear helmets now. Sometimes and like you get Kevlar thrown off. Vest. And you get and you get you get land you you get kicked off. Yeah, yeah. But that's why they wear a Kevlar they got, vest. Yeah, they have flak helmets. jackets and yeah. helmets. Yeah. Uh, do they wear helmets now? I thought yeah. they wear. They were, now, I thought the good bull riders wear hats, and the hat doesn't come um, off. Well, I have seen more and more of them wearing helmets. No kidding. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm sure the first one that wore it probably got picked on. <laughs> yes, that's right. But I'd much rather have my. I'd rather, I can handle being picked on. No, I wouldn't. Keep I wouldn't ride a bucking. I, I'm very. I'm even skittish of getting on a, a broken horse myself. Oh, you don't like horses? I don't, yeah, I, I won't say I don't like them. Right. I don't trust them. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't trust them. My grandmother. My mm-hmm. grandmother had horses, uh-huh. and she was always getting kicked by them. Really? I mean, every every other month, I'm. Yeah, grandma got kicked by the horse again. I'm like. Really? It wasn't her horses. She would board horses at yeah, her place. Right. She was always getting kicked. Did she ever break a horse? No, I don't think she ever broke a horse, yeah. no. I remember riding the horse in her farm, though, and the horse going right through the trees and, you know, trying to clip us off the... Really? Clip. Yeah. I didn't have good experiences with horses. I don't trust them. The only time I've been on a horse is I took a uh, trail ride up in the mountains in West Virginia. Okay. But they were all pretty tame. I think if I lived back then... Mm. I don't think I would be the guy that's breaking horses mm. or practicing on bulls. Right. But I think I would be a horse rider. Really? Oh, yeah. I think you would, too. As much yeah. as you like the outdoors uh, and being out there, yeah. I, think you would, I think you would bond with a horse. Uh, and he'd be your pal. He'd be my pal. And we'd go out and have some grand adventures. I think I always thought of myself as more like one of the mountain guys that walked everywhere. Oh, okay. One of the ones that was, you know, always covered in, in hides that they killed. And oh, right, okay. And, and walked everywhere. All right. But you're right. Maybe I, maybe it would have been a horse. I think you'd been a horse yeah. guy. Well, I think you've won me over to your, your thought on this. Let's see. I can't wait to hear what people think about this. I'm still going to hold in reserve that it was two cowboys getting inebriated. Yeah. And one of them betting the other one that he couldn't. Well, I mean, it could have. It might not even been that. Okay, it so, could have been just one person drunk saying, "Hey, guys, watch this." So, if, if we go, <clears throat> if we go with your theory, mm-hmm. the next question is, why eight seconds? Mm. Why not just stay on as long as you can? That's a good question. But the eight seconds is based on the is the contest. That's the contest. Yeah. That's the contest. But I don't think eight seconds has anything to do with real life. So where do they come up with eight seconds? For the contest? Yeah. Just that, random? I, you know, I don't know where the eight seconds... I'd, let's think about this. So if you're... You know, because it doesn't... Again, I don't think there's a straight line between that skill, staying on for eight seconds, and the Bronco. No, you're right. Yeah. Because, again, you don't want to stay on until the Bronco quit kicking. And the Bulls never want to quit kicking. Well, the people that, get on, that, that stay on until eight seconds, mm-hmm. right, yeah. then they have to get off in a very choreographed way, don't they? Well, they have the horses that ride up next to them and they pull them off. So oh, they, they? They, they transfer from the bull to the horse. All right. Yep. Okay. Yeah, if they stay on. Some of them stay on longer, you know, until the horse gets there. We'll leave this open question. Somebody call us or write us we'll, and we'll tell come us. Back, we'll come back to the eight seconds. We'll come I back think. to the eight seconds thing. So, um, yeah, so if you know why people stay on the bull for eight seconds, write us, write us in and, and let us know. The other thing that's very interesting about radio before we go is uh, they're very patriotic, the ones I've went to. 
So like they would always have like somebody ride out with the flag. And oh they yeah. Would, and they were all, and they usually would have somebody pray before the rodeo. I mean it was it was very like had they had a lot of tradition around um, patriotism and and religion at the beginning of rodeo, which could also carry back over to what we think the origins were. So it's interesting. I would encourage you to go see rodeo. Or Bull Riders Only is coming to town. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Should or we some, have a live? Or some version of it. Should we have a live episode there? At the, uh, <laughs> at the uh, Bull Riders Only? That would be a great place to have a live episode. At least we can maybe interview some folks live and put the clips on a podcast. Ask them why. Ask them the origins, the why. Right. We're not going to look it up, okay? We're not going to look it up. Yep. You know someone why. else will. If you will look it up and you want to write it in, like you know, gets fine. We'll never know. The only the only thing that really appeals to me about radio, about being in it, is you get a belt buckle if you're the all around cowboy. Like if you win the season, yeah, yeah, you get a big belt buckle that all says right. uh, best all around cowboy. What about rookies? Do rookies get something? <laughs> <laughs> get the rookie leader, a rookie lap leader. Does that so, sound familiar? It does. That's coming up too. Hey, so, speaking of past episodes. Mm-hmm. Go back and listen to episode 52. The episode 52 was Don't Judge Us. Mm. It's about jury duty and, you know, working in the court. Mm. The reason I bring that up, Cecil, is look what I got here. Are you going to jury duty? I got jury duty. That's awesome. And guess what number I am? What are you? 15. Oh, you're going. I'm in. I am so going there. This is great. You know, we got a new courthouse. We got a new courthouse? Yeah. So, I mean, they're probably running behind. Yeah. They're going to be running people in and out of there. They're going to need jurors. Yeah. I'm there. You're going to be on a case. So November 9th is my... Just day. remember, don't Thursday. smile. Don't smile. Unless you want to get kicked off like I did. I would like to see... Well, maybe we should test that theory. Uh, if you want to try, try it, just sit there and grin ear to ear yeah. and see what happens. All right, I will do that. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, go back and listen to the episode. Oh, Words of Wisdom uh, <laughs> was... Uh, that's what I was thinking about a minute ago. Yeah, all right. Words of Wisdom was, uh, you know, don't ride a bull. Don't ride a bull. <laughs> unless you're paid really good. Yeah, yeah unless, unless you're a $7 million bull rider, don't don't ride a bull. All right, well, it doesn't sound right, but you have come to the other to the end of another that don't sound right. Thank you for everyone who came out to the booth today at the Raw. We enjoyed seeing everybody. Hey, we also want to thank you if you donated to the Ardmore Raw, if you ran it, if you donated to the Second Harvest Food Bank, as you know from our last episode, it makes a difference. Before we close, though, we do want to thank everyone for listening. If this is your first time and enjoyed the conversation, would you consider hitting the subscribe button on the platform you listen with? Also, if you're a longtime listener, go out there, give us a rating. Tell us what you think. Leave us a review so others can easily find us and join the conversation. That Don't Sound Right is a production of TSR Podcast in conjunction with Camel City Studios. I am your co-host and sound engineer, uh, Cecil. And maybe I might not be the sound engineer for long because we have gotten some offers from sound engineers. Yeah, yeah. some legit sound engineers. We to just take have to our... come up with money to right. pay. The, the cash flow is a little struggling, but we might come up with something. Uh, Peter is your other host and web designer. Maybe we'll start getting some offers from web design. To, not that anything's wrong with the website. because it, <laughs> Maybe someone will buy our website. <laughs> Maybe somebody will buy it. Uh, Camille is our part-time barista. Emily does our graphic design. Ella does our Instagram. Giorgio tests our merchandise. Brent is our international brand ambassador. And as always, listener number one is Scott. Scott. So until next week, keep talking. And stay curious.